Welcome to the Rockbrook Church Podcast. Our hope is that today's message brings you hope and clarity for your spiritual journey. We love hearing how God is working in your life. Feel free to share any stories of how this message gave you a new perspective and hope. Email us at church at rockbrook.org to tell your story. Well, hi, Rockbrook. I want you to know that as your pastor, I have been praying for you every day, and we are going to work through this. We are going to get through this. I so appreciate you uh, even taking time for this and watching this because uh, I have found the reality is uh, many people are busier than ever before right now, and so I really appreciate you taking time to uh, gather with your church in this way. And I've heard from several small groups who are staying connected through video calls and continuing to care for one another, whether that's dropping off food or a number of different things. Uh, the individuals in, and families of this church have uh, helped so much and so many people as we're spread across uh, the neighborhoods of this city. And Rockbrook is going to be here for a long time, and we're going to be helping people uh, through the fallout of this for a while. And so I want you to just stay tuned in the coming weeks as we cooperate with our city on how we can best uh, serve our community uh, during this time of crisis. For today, I I really believe that God has a word for Rockbrook Church and specifically a word and a message for you. And I invite you to just take, make room in your heart and your mind and in your schedule right now to receive these truths from God. Uh, He has us in a series called Getting to Know God. And each week we're looking at a different attribute of the nature of God. We've studied his omniscience, meaning that God is all-knowing, and his omnipotence, meaning that God is almighty. And you can hear those sermons online if you'd like. But today, I want to ask the question, where is God? And how would you answer that question? Where is God? You know, some would say, well, God is in heaven. Or some would say, God is in my heart. Uh, Some people believe that God dwells in church buildings. But God is much more than a building or any one person or any one thing. Um, He's much more than a weekend service. That's why Rockbrook is much more uh, than a weekend service. The Bible says that God is all over the place. David said in Psalm 139 that we cannot even escape the presence of God if we wanted to. Uh, Let's look at it here starting in verse 7. You can follow along on the screen. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, well, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, well, you are there too. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. It is mind-boggling to me to even think that God is everywhere 
and he doesn't have to go anywhere because he already is there. Jeremiah 23 says this, am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord. Do not I fill heaven and earth, declares the, declares the Lord. God says, I fill heaven and earth. There is no place in the universe where God is not. Now, theologians have a word for this. There is a word uh, for what this means. It's God's omnipresence. And the omnipresence of God simply means this. If you're taking notes, write this down. God is everywhere. He is everywhere. God is not limited, limited by space or place. He's not confined to any one location. And that's a hard concept for us to imagine because we are finite creatures with a body. And so it's impossible for us to be in two places at once, even though we often try. But it's no problem with God because God is spirit. God is not limited by the physical realm. So he can be in many, many places all at the same time. In fact, uh, he's everywhere. Now, I want to tell you this week that this does not mean something. It does not mean that God is everything. That's pantheism. So pantheism says that a, a tree is God, an animal is God, the sky is God, the sun is God, you are God. And pantheism is behind many cults and false religions like Hinduism and Buddhism to an extent. But don't confuse the creator with his creation. God is not everything, but he certainly is everywhere. In Acts 17, it says that God is not far from any one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. And so I want you to recognize it. In fact, God wants you to recognize it. Write this down. The, the fact is, God is always with me, but that's what I need to do. I need to recognize it. You know, the air around you is filled with radio waves, television waves, and Wi-Fi. We're constantly surrounded by this stuff, but we don't benefit from it until we connect to it. In much the same way, God's presence is constantly available. And if you can, if you can learn to tune into and connect to the presence of God, it's going to benefit your life. I can promise you that. So he's given us all these ways to recognize and sense his presence. And you felt it, reading scripture, stepping out in faith, praying, sharing your faith, singing out to him. I've told you many, many times that worship music, it doesn't increase the presence of God. What it actually is doing is increasing our awareness of the presence of God. And so I'm going to show you today in this message how you can practice the presence of God, how you can recognize it, how you can feel it. But first, if you've been with us in this series, uh, we've been each week taking a Selah moment. And Selah, you may see that word in your Bible or in the Psalms from time to time. Selah just simply means pause and think about that. To, 
to take an interlude, to take a beat and just weigh the meaning of what you've read or heard. So today in the service, before we make it about us, and I know we have questions about this, and I know we have things that we are wrestling with, and I know that we have needs. Can we just first pause and, and say law and rest in the fact that God is everywhere. He's omnipresent, and he is eternally and completely omnipresent. So we're just going to stop. We're going to pause just for a moment, and then we're going to be led in a song uh, before we continue with the message. So let's do it. Let's pause and calmly think about that, and then celebrate this truth in song. God is with you. God is everywhere. And that is a basic theological truth. But the natural reaction to a doctrinal statement like that is, so what? What difference does it make in my life? Like, especially in times like these. If God is truly everywhere, what does that mean to me? When I'm lonely, when I'm worried, when I'm tempted, when I'm discouraged, the main emotions that we're all feeling right now, I believe God's presence can make a difference in those four specific areas if, if we'll just let them. So number, number one, the first emotion that we may be dealing with is when I'm lonely. What can God be for us? When I am lonely, God is my companion. If we'll just connect and recognize it. I need to remind myself that God is my companion. In Psalm 25, 16, it says, turn to me and have mercy for I am alone and in deep distress. You know, we already lived in an era where people, there were more and more people in the world than ever before, yet there were more lonely people than ever before. And now we're expected to social distance and quarantine. And many of us may be feeling lonely right now. You know, we were working in an office full of people or we were, now we're working remotely. And the reality is there are many different kinds of loneliness. There's the loneliness of the death of a spouse or a friend. There's the loneliness of a new school. There's the loneliness of growing older. There's the loneliness of of a child who just won't listen to you. Uh, There's the loneliness of success. There's the loneliness of not being understood. There are many different kinds of loneliness. So what do you do 
when you face uncontrollable loneliness. And that may be what some of us are experiencing. It's an uncontrollable loneliness. And you can't do anything about it. What you do is you recognize God's presence. You remember that God is your companion. Hebrews 13, 5, God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Would you read that out loud with me? God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. God is always with you. And when we face a challenge, we like to have somebody with us. Do you remember your first day of school and, and you wanted your mom to, to go with you and stay there with you? We like to have reinforcement. We all want reinforcements in our life. And when I'm lonely, I need to remember that God is reinforcing my life. He is my companion because he says, I am always with you. So what's the benefit of this? You know, David got lonely sometimes. In Psalm 16, he says, you will fill me with joy in your presence. That joy is linked with the presence of God. And I believe that in the face of all we are experiencing, there is still joy to be had in the presence of God today. And that's the first benefit. If you're taking notes, write this down. The benefit is that God's presence lifts me up. It absolutely does. I believe that in the midst of these rapid changes and in the fears of tomorrow and in the midst of our loneliness, God can indeed lift us up. He can lift the despair and the spirit of heaviness. God lifts us up. Now, another area that is affected by God's presence is our worry. So I want you to write down number two. Number two is when I am worried, God is my confidence You know, God told Moses, he said, you're going to lead the Israelites out of Egypt into the promised land. And Moses started making all of these excuses. Uh, He said, God, I can't do that. I'm insecure or I'm nothing. He said, God, I I can't even speak well. And God gives one answer. God gives Moses one answer to all those doubts all those frustrations, all those fears, all those worries, he says, I will be with you. I will be with you. And God's presence can be your confidence, just like it was for Moses. In Isaiah 42, it says this, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you, says the Lord. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned. You will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And some of us are going through a fire of some kind right now. And some of us are are going through major difficulty. We're all going through a difficulty, some of us more than others. But one thing that we can all be certain of is God is going through it with us. When I'm worried, when you're worried, God can absolutely be your confidence. Psalm 16 says, I am always aware of the Lord's presence. Could you say that? Is that true for you? Are you always aware of the Lord's presence? Look at the result, what the results would be if you were. He is near and nothing can shake me. Nothing. This is the second benefit. That when, when I'm lonely, okay, God's presence lifts me up. 
But this other benefit, when, when I'm worried, God's presence calms me down. It's a stabilizer. It's a stress reliever that I can handle anything. Even in the face of death, we can say, I can handle death. Because of God, because of his work, because of who he is, and because of what Jesus did on the cross and the empty tomb. Psalm 23, 4, would you read this out loud with me? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Why do I fear no evil? Because God is with me. God is my confidence and his presence calms me down. I want that to be true of you as well. Let's go to number three. Number three is when I am tempted, God is my counselor. So God is ready to help. He's ready to help me make it through the temptation. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. When God is with you, he provides a way out. This is one of the biggest benefits of knowing God is before when we did not know Christ, when we did not know God, there was no way way out and we could not see a way out. But when God is with us, there is a way out. Notice that this verse says that temptations are common. So we all have the same problems and temptations. And if they're common problems, it means there must be common solutions. They're in God's word. So God lifts me up. He calms me down, but another real benefit of God's presence is this. God's presence helps me out. He knows exactly the struggle going on in my mind. He sees it coming before I see it coming. He knows that I'm walking right into it, and he's already provided an escape route to get me out of it if I will take it. It's not just my willpower, it's his power God promises to help us. That's good news. That no matter the temptation we face, temptations of fear, temptations of impurity, temptations of injustice, God is there to help us in this time of temptation. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us, to help us in our time of need. And this is a time of need. But God knows that. He knows it all. You know, we talked about the omniscience of God, that God knows everything, that God sees everything because he's there. Well, God is omniscient because he's omnipresent. God is an eyewitness to everything that we do. And maybe in this time of distance, you feel a little bit lost without a weekly gathering or without uh, contact with your accountability partner or, or sponsor or friend, whatever it may be. And, and I pray that you would lean on those relationships as much as possible still. But I also pray that we, Rockbrook Church, would learn how to lean on God like never before. That when I'm tempted, we could say, God is my counselor. That he says, I'm making a way out. He says, I, I, can, I can help you out of that temptation. I, I can help you in how to have self-control over this anger issue or whatever it may be, if you'll just rely on him. 
So when I'm lonely, God is my companion. When I'm worried, God is my confidence. When I'm tempted, God is my counselor. And number four, when I am discouraged, God is my comforter. And if you're discouraged, one thing I can say with absolute confidence today is that God is with you. Is your heart breaking right now? The Lord says that he's close. Where is God when it hurts? The answer to that question is he is with you. In fact, he has felt your discouragement. God knows when you are frustrated. In Psalm 34, 18, it says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And, and we're going through some times that without God, it can crush your spirit. And some of you, you may be ready to give up and throw in the towel and you may, be, you may be ready to just say, I'm done with all of this. But whatever you are going through, God is going through it with you. You are not alone. His presence is there and he wants to be a comforter. You know, God, God is not some impersonal force. God is not some far off, far away power. He's very personal And he's right there with you. Jesus Christ experienced all these things that we're talking about and more. He experienced times of loneliness, temptation, frustration, discouragement, yet he conquered those things. That is the hope of Jesus Christ. I don't know anyone else who has dealt with all of those things perfectly except for one, and that is Jesus Christ's hope for humanity today. He did not give in, he did not give up, and we can look to him. And he has sent a comforter. In John 14, he says, the father will send you a comforter who will never leave you, and that comforter is the Holy Spirit. See, some of you may be listening to this and thinking that this is some intellectual truth. That you're thinking, I'm giving you information to fill your mind. Others of you know from experience exactly what I'm talking about. You've been through some deep waters in your life, and you have felt God's presence in your life. He has comforted you. He has encouraged you. Some of you would say, I would not still be here today if it were not for my God. And he's given you the strength to keep going. You know, as a pastor, I've seen all kinds of reactions that people have in life. I've seen reactions to death and reactions at funerals and to hospital stays and to diagnosis and to job loss. And I've seen reactions to crises that nobody saw coming. And I honestly don't know how people make it without the Lord. And the reality is many don't. Psalm 116 says, the Lord saved me from death. He stopped my tears and he kept me from defeat. And so I walk in the presence of the Lord, in the world of the living. I kept on believing, even when I said, I am completely crushed, even when I was afraid and said, no one can be trusted. Times when you think I'm defeated, I'm completely crushed, nothing can be relied on. That's when you need to recognize the presence of God in your life. The presence of God not only lifts me up when I'm lonely, calms me down when I'm worried, helps me out when I'm tempted, but lastly, write this down. God's presence sees me through. 
He sees me through. God's presence gives you the motivation to keep on going, the power to keep on going. It renews your strength. It lifts up your heavy heart. It gives you a new vision. That's what God's presence can do in your life. But again, you have to recognize it and connect to it. You know, the the key to overcoming discouragement is this phrase from scripture, I walk in the presence of the Lord. How do you do that? God is present all around us, but some of us are totally unaware of it. How do you walk in the presence of the Lord? I wanna finish just with four quick ways that we can practice the presence of God in our life this week. And the first is we've got to invite Jesus into our life. We've got to invite his presence into our life. God is around you. God is by you. Even more than that, he wants to be in you. He wants to put his spirit inside of you so that you can handle the stress of today. Don't miss this today, church. When you feel all the pressure of life pressing in on you, you must have an equal pressure from the inside enabling you to cope. So whenever people get under pressure, they always begin to fill themselves with something to equalize the stress that's coming on them. It may be food, it may be work, it may be alcohol or drugs, but they put something on the inside to equalize the pressure on the outside. Yet the Bible says real clearly things like, don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And as you are filled with God's presence in your life, it equalizes the pressure on the outside so that you can cope. You can handle this stuff. You don't cave in. And the starting point is to put something inside your life that can give you the stability and structure to make it through tough times. And that's what Jesus has done for us on the cross. He made it possible for us to come into the presence of God with freedom and confidence because we have God's spirit inside of us. Ephesians 3.12, it says, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Let me give you the second, second way that we can practically practice the presence of God and that is to simply be quiet. To just be quiet. To come to a moment where we stop talking, we turn off all the noise around us. You know, many people are not experiencing the presence of God at this time because we are so distracted. And and we've always got our radio on or the TV or the news or some feed on our phone and it's just too much noise. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. And several times a day, you've just got to You've got to tune in and drop out. So tune into God's presence and drop out of the environment around you. Just say, God, I realize that you are present with me right now, that you are by me, with me, and in me. And take these little breaks during the day to be quiet and recognize that no matter where you are, God is with you as you tune into him and begin to be aware that he's already, that he's already there. Number three, let me give you the third way. So we're gonna invite Jesus into our life. We're gonna have, we're gonna be quiet. But number three, we're also gonna be loud. We're gonna talk to God about everything. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. How do you do that? How can I get on in life and get off, get in, 
get on with life, and be continually in prayer. How do I pray continually? Well, it's talking about maintaining a continual conversation with God. Talk to him about anything and everything. Your needs, your concerns, your thanksgiving, a continual conversation with the companion who is always with you. That's what it means to pray without ceasing. I love this in Psalm 62. It says, trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart to him. For God is our refuge. I would encourage you to pour out your heart to God out loud, to pray out loud, to read scripture out loud, to sing out loud. You maintain an ongoing conversation with him at all times by sharing what's on your heart because you recognize that he's omnipresent. And number four, lastly, develop a new habit. And that is the habit of praise. The habit of praise. Praise means to thank God for who he is, and what he's done for you. One last verse in Psalm 96 says, sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day to make it a habit. You know, we move into an awareness of God's presence that that nothing will help you become aware of God's presence in your life faster than developing the habit of praise. Nothing helps you tune into him than beginning to praise God. Nothing helps you more than that. God is always around us. He's always present. But sometimes we sense his presence more than other times. He's equally present no matter where you are at home, wherever. He's always present, but sometimes we sense his presence more. We've been talking about entering into his presence with praise. That simply means tune in. It means connect with God. Since God is everywhere, you can praise him anywhere. You can do the same things you do here that you would do on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning. You can have the same experience of feeling close to God during the week that you do when we're in here together on a Sunday morning. God is everywhere. You can praise him anywhere. You know, a whole new life, I believe, is about to open up to many people in our church. That they're going to become aware like never before that God is always with us. And it's going to lift you up when you need to be lifted up. It's going to calm you down when you need to be calmed down. It's going to help you out. It's going to see you through. And to those of you who are tired, discouraged, frustrated, hurting, afraid, worried, sick, depressed. I want to say to you today with confidence, God is with you. Let's pray. Well, it's nothing spooky or scary or mystical. It's just a a part of life that you may not be aware of. It's the fact that you need to connect with God and that his presence is available. And one reason you may have never considered it before is because without Jesus Christ, there is a barrier between us and God. Jesus Christ's work on the cross and his resurrection is what makes it possible for us to connect with God again. And if you've never done so, would you just invite Jesus Christ to come into your life? Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus says, I'm knocking at the door of your life. And if you'll open it up, he will come into your life and live in you. Just say, Jesus Christ, 
come into my life right now. Then thank him in your heart for all the things that he's done for you. Thank him that he's going to be with you this week. Thank him that when you're lonely, he wants to be your companion. That he's there with you, he'll lift you up. Thank him that he will keep his promise. That when you go through deep waters, he's going to be with you and you're not going to drown. He will give you confidence and stability and not forsake you. Thank him that he can calm you down. Thank him that in the face of temptation this week, he's going to offer you a way of escape. And if you're discouraged and brokenhearted, God is with you. He loves you. He's going to see you through this time in your life. Thank him for that. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word and that it is relevant. Thank you that you are with us. Help us this next week to connect with you and your presence and realize that there is no point where we can say God has forsaken us and there is no point when we cannot say the Lord is in this place. Thank you for the confidence and the comfort that gives us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We would love for you to get connected to what's going on at Rockbrook Church. Visit us online at rockbrook.org for service times, small group information, and other ways you can discover your purpose here on earth.